Welcome back to Match Day Matinee. This is the first ever. What are we calling this, guys? I think the name is still pending. The Matinee all-time rankings. The all-time rankings across both seasons. All-time rankings. And that was Raghav Sandhu that you just heard. Raghav, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Trying to enjoy through this COVID period. Trying to keep myself busy. As you can see, the podcast is one of those ways. Um, How about you, Mark? Good. I'm your host, Mark Larum. I am keeping busy watching Premier League soccer, a few documentaries. Uh, Usual took up some running as everyone else did in January. Um, but trying to stay busy and I'm glad I have you guys to listen to some banter about soccer movies with. And huh. Also joining us today is Adam Ducker. Hey, how's it going? Good. Adam, what's new in the world of uh, video games? I've been playing a lot of Football Manager Touch actually on my Switch because it's good to play whilst you're watching TV. I got bored of I got Portsmouth to the Premier League and then got bored, so I decided to do something different. And I started a save as Forge FC in the Canadian Premier League. I want to try and win the Canadian Premier League with each of the eight teams uh, in like one save file. Well, what you should do is oh, you can't bring in custom teams in that, right? Oh, so I'm kind of just stuck with what's there. You can't really. It's really hard to recruit players as a Canadian team. so yeah, so it's gonna. I start with Forge. That would be the easier one. It's gonna get progressively harder, and I'm relying on other managers to get sacked. So I may have long period <laughs> of time where I can't be the coach of a team. I hear this guy Chris Armis is pretty good. Oh yeah, <laughs> top of <laughs> The jury's still out. I'm willing to give him time, but the jury's yeah. still out. Um, an interesting uh, thing that I've seen some people do on Football Manager there, Adam, is um, let's say you're managing Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. That you only recruit players from the south coast of England, yeah. or let's say you know you are Atletico Madrid, you're only getting players that are born in Madrid. Yeah, That's, there's a way. I, I know that some people have challenged themselves to do things like that. Yeah, and then there was that guy that did like a mega season. He pulled all 92 teams, and they could only have players that were from the city they were from. And there was some surprising ones like Sheffield United finished really high in the table because they were a bunch of players that are born on their half of Sheffield, kind of. Uh, so it's interesting, yeah. Maybe. There's not that many players from Portsmouth, though. Mm. South Coast. That's why I said South Coast. Yeah, South Coast really easier, yeah. Adam that, may be, uh, that may be a good idea for a stream. Uh, maybe uh, a bi-weekly match day matinee football manager stream. Mm. We'll talk yeah. about that but today we are here to discuss two seasons worth of movies two seasons worth of football films that we've gone through for better or worse Uh, and we are excited we've waited two seasons for this moment to rank these movies from best to worst and i think we know what's going to come in worst but i'm really curious to see what's going to be the best movie because we have two strong contenders at the top summer of 92 was our number one movie this season and in our first season the top movie of that was the damned united starring michael sheen And uh, can't wait to get to that. So, guys, what I'm going to do now, we have 24 movies. We're going to start at the bottom of this list. Adam, you're going to update in real time as we discuss and place these movies. I took the time to rank my 24 movies. So I'm going to read through them from bottom up. And you guys can disagree as we go along. And then whatever we finally land on, Adam will update. So in the 24th spot, gentlemen, 2014's United Passions, the FIFA propaganda film, any disagreements on that end? No, not at all. Okay. Garbage. <laughs> it's gonna be it should be bottom of this list. Perfect. Number 23 spot. 
Seaside Town, aka my English soccer adventure as we know it. The tale of Keeley going down to New Haven to what she thought was Coach Men's team, but Coach a, a kid's team. Any qualms about that one being a 23rd? No. No. Perfect. And both of these movies, I think we'd recommend not watching. In the 22nd spot, penalty. Okay. What, what was it in the first season? Uh, the second the second spot? season, it placed in 11th, just above my English soccer adventure. What about the first season? What was 11th in the first season? Good question. I'll tell you what I have just above that in 21, if that matters to you. Sure. Kicking and screaming. Oh, ooh, that's a tough match. That's a tough matchup. Yeah. I'm going to say my English soccer adventure is worse. Okay, that's 23rd. 22nd yeah. is penalty. Is penalty yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. screaming? Oh, penalty versus uh, kicking and screaming, yeah. basically? Yeah. Oh, penalty's better. Really? Yeah. No way, man. Penalty was so boring. Kicking kicking. wasn't amazing. Like it had some outdated jokes and stuff like that, but penalty was just a slog. Is two hours and eight minutes. Um, all right, you know what? Screaming was moderately fun. Moderately funny. I'm pushing. Just because of Beans' character, penalty was just flat out boring. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I think okay. penalty. So penalty's twenty second for me. Twenty second. Okay. So twenty first, kicking and screaming. <laughs> sure. We're good. We're good with that. Yeah, I'm just trying to... If you scroll down, it should be catching up. Okay. Yeah, Adam, you have the list going in real time, right? Yeah, I have the list. If you're watching the video, I've got an advantage here. If you listen yeah, to the audio, we'll try our best to keep saying numbers instead of just names of films. Right. It's audio listeners. Forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, kicking and screaming in number 21. Yeah. Okay, so kicking and screaming 21. In the 20th slot, now this will be controversial, I have the cup. Oh, so we're dumping the cup down potentially because it was above final score originally but yeah it's another one it's like a lovely film there's some it's well filmed in parts but it's kind of just boring like yeah so we don't have to disagree about it now we'll place it in the 20th spot um, sure. and then we'll see what movies come up and you guys can decide if you want to move that up or not yep. so on my 19th spot i have captain subasa yep. okay so you guys are okay putting Captain Zubasa above the cup? Mm, yes. Mm, yeah. Okay. For now. Great. For now. 18th spot, goal two, living the dream. Okay. Okay. Right. We didn't like this movie. Uh, we thought it did a disservice to Santi's character. Um, they went for glitz over, uh, what did we say? Spectacle over heart, I guess. Yeah, there's like no substance to it. Spectacle over, yeah, exactly. Like the Real Madrid uh, Galacticos era. Um, so that's an 18th. you guys agree that's better than Captain Zubasa in the cup? Or would you place that lower on your list? No, I'm going to say it's better. it's better. We ranked it better than Captain Zubasa originally. I think it's better. Okay, good. Number 17th for me was the Mexican coming-of-age comedy All the Freckles in the World. I think I like this one a little bit more than you guys did. Um, so I think this one's worse than Goal 2, personally. Okay. Adam? Would you place this below uh, uh, Goal 2? Uh, goal 2, still nothing about it. All the Freckles in the World, he had that asshole kid. He was kind of funny. He made inventions. 
He was after that girl. No, I liked all the freckles in the world better than Gold Two. I think I'm happy saying like that for now. We can put it above. That's fine. Yeah, protagonist wasn't very likable in that movie. Didn't really end up anywhere, but it had good scenes to me. Stuff that I enjoyed. So, um, number sixteen for me is One Night in Istanbul. So this probably will move up based on how well Regev argues it, and this is the 2014 film about. Uh, Liverpool's 20, sorry, 2005 Champions League victory. Um, good movie. Hour and a half long. We just thought it was lacking in some areas. Could have been better. Uh, but I think for Regev, it had a bit of a nostalgia factor, which bumped it up a bit. Yeah. And I, I even think... going by this season's rankings, yeah. I'm looking at this, I think it's better than Shaolin Soccer. All right, we'll get there. No, I'm trying to think. I think with other films you haven't got to yet in the bottom half of season one, yep. one night in Istanbul might be closer to than we think. Person, like it's there's films in that bottom half that are possibly worse than it. Okay, okay, I can say that for now because other stuff's going to come down. We'll see how it goes. I guess. All right. So in the 15th spot for me was Pele, Birth of a Legend. Yeah, you see, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, so this is the Pele biopic, uh, biopic, biopic, that um, 2016 film kind of came out to coincide with the World Cup, but they managed to do it two years late. Um, <laughs> showed his rise from the Sao Paulo slums, which we really enjoyed. Showed him as a kid, kind of uh, playing street soccer and stuff like that, all the way to the World Cup 1950s. Was it eight? Americana. Yeah. Uh, finals, yeah, 1958, and it had some great scenes. I think we just felt it was kind of, it tried too hard to be authentic and genuine, and just had all these like slow mo scenes that. Right, like they recreated actual events, but still made him look like it's like slow mo and stuff. When all they were recreating actual things, just show a version of the actual thing. You know what? Now that you say that, I completely forgot about all the the jinga stuff. Yeah, like they they presented jinga as magic, basically. Yeah. And completely yeah. do a disservice to the skillful players, like make it out like it's some sort of magic power they had. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. So do you guys think that One Night in Istanbul is better than Pele? Yes. Adam, you're the swing vote on this. Yeah. I. There's a lot that's lame and terrible about One Night in Istanbul, but it's a, fu- it's a funner film than Pele. Okay. Pele had some real good highs, like that for early when he's a kid and he's running through the favelas and they're playing football and stuff getting up to mischief great but then it just drops off a cliff as soon as he becomes like adult Pele it's like I or teenage Pele I just don't care I think I could see this for sure okay so you're gonna bump one night in Istanbul to 15 okay fair enough down to 16 so Pele's wedged between one night in Istanbul at 15 and all the freckles in the world at 17 okay Actually, just announced today was a uh, Pele documentary coming to Netflix. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for that. Might be more interesting. It looks really good. Too. I saw something, yeah. Yeah, I shared it on our Twitter, so check that out if you haven't. It looks That's awesome. Great. It looks really cool. Um, yeah, and all about, about all of his goals that he lied about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and there we go for the pettiness that just happened, right? Like, uh, Ronaldo just beat his record for... No, it was, was Messi, Bar- wasn't it? They both beat a record. Messi beat his record for... One club. Goals called for, for one club, yeah. yeah. And Ronaldo beat his, like, career league goals or, or goals scored in club football or something. 
Yeah, because there was another um, title holder, right? That Ronaldo was tied with, and I think he just beat him. Yeah. Somebody from the 50s or 60s, I can't remember who. I forget his name. He's someone that everyone forgets about. Us. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to pretend to try and guess. I can't it's remember. Stefano, right? Sorry? It's not Di Stefano, right? No, no. no, no. Somebody more obscure, which is funny that he holds the record. Uh, but Pele went on his Instagram and actually changed his bio, bio to say all-time leading goal scorer, and he included like all these goals scored in his backyard against little kids and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pele. Um, so for me, at 14, I had final score. Um, looking back, I really enjoyed this movie. I know it was like kind of a dumb Olympus has fallen type of action flick, but it was, it was really cool. Um, had some cool footy scenes where like, I think a guy was scoring a penalty just as <laughs> Batista's doing like a motorcycle jump onto the roof, yeah. the roof of Upton Park and stuff like that. Like, and then they actually got to blow up um, Upton Park because those West Ham was moving to their new stadium at that point. Yeah. Like something that's not talked about. Like they blew up Upton Park yeah. in a film. <laughs> like, it's, it's, ridiculous. Cool, yeah. it's ridiculous. And like the villains were over the top and stuff like that. But then it had all these like really cool um, action, like death scenes where I think a guy's hand or head goes into like a, a fry vat. And I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a racist old lady that gets ultimately saved by the oh, right. Asia, the Indian um, steward. And even though she's racist to him at the beginning of the game, he like rises above that and rescues her. Like it's a fun film. Uh, yeah. I like it. I'm going to keep it at 14. Um, question now is, are you guys okay with that? Do you want to move one night in Istanbul up a bit? Uh, I'd move one night up. I, I haven't seen the final score, so. I'm going to leave it for now. See what else drops down okay. from the bottom half, I think. Okay. So number 13 for me was Shaolin Soccer. Okay. What you have on the list? You're okay with that? Adam? This is that thing, right? When we've done this already. When we did our season two ranking, we had it super high, and then we ended up resetting it at some point, didn't we, and put When Saturday Comes above it? Yeah. I feel like... I think this movie's shit. It's the, it's, I think it's one of the biggest movies aside from Ben like Beckham to break into the mainstream so when everyone talks about like what's the greatest soccer movies of all time this automatically comes up yeah I know but just because it's mainstream doesn't mean it's good no 100% like it I I struggle to watch it I didn't think it was that great um worse I think better final I'd rather re-watch final score than Shaolin Soccer yeah I, I don't think I would ever watch Shaolin Soccer again like yeah like I've watched it like Never. I think I watched it when I was younger, and then we've watched it for this. I'm probably never going to watch it again until the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'd rather watch Shaolin Family Soccer, which is oh the new yeah. <laughs> we discovered a whole bunch of new movies off of uh, Soccer Mom's Twitter. Yeah, um, interesting ones. There's a lot soccer. of films that we don't have on our list. Our list is at like 200 and something, and she's with yeah. 350. She definitely We're beats us. Yeah, missing some somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's in 13 for me. If you guys want to bump that down, go for it. I'm going to say... I'm going to put that... Like, I would put it above Pele, but I would put it below One Night in Istanbul, honestly. Okay. I would even put it below Pele, actually, if I had my way. It's hard, right? Like, looking at... I think they're in the right place. But then other stuff might come in and move them around, right, still. You don't think One Night in Istanbul was better than Shaolin Soccer? Well, no, because we didn't put it. I know, like, this is a merging of, so we're kind of reassessing them all. We should have. We put One Night in Istanbul at seventh and Shaolin Soccer at sixth. This is our chance to rewrite history, man. We're not, like, I know. 
close or anything. So, do you know what tier? So here, here's where I'm coming from. The tier that I see Shaolin soccer in is the cup and blow. That's the tier I see that movie in. Ah, take, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that. Like, it's, it's not better. It's better than, it's better than I, I would actually rewatch Goal Two over Shaolin soccer. I don't want to see. Nah, I don't know. I've seen Goat again. I've yeah. seen Goat enough seen a lot times. Of times but there's a reason for that. I would never rewatch Alan Soccer if my life depended on it. Mm, I don't know. I say we keep on going. We keep on going. Let's discuss. Uh, see where it. See where things land. We can start from the bottom again and work our way up, kind of, and see. Sure. I'm okay where it is, like mid table. Okay. Okay. Let's see. So in my number 12 spot, I have Ultras. This was the 2020 film about Naples, a group of Ultras that are kind of aging out of their current role as the leader of the Ultras group, which I don't really recall at the moment of what they were called, and oh, the Apaches, yeah, uh, and leading way to a new generation. This starred a guy named Aniello Arena as Sandro. Uh, and he was an actual convict. Like He spent 20 years in prison, came out, starred in this movie, uh, thought he did fantastic. This movie had an amazing soundtrack as well by Liberato, who was also mm-hmm. from Naples. Uh, and it was kind of like a, um, a love letter to that region, right? Like you had the Maradona murals all over the city, and then they had these awesome scenes with the flares and the the Tifo on top of rooftops and stuff like that. Um, so it's I'm looking back on it fondly. I mean, this is one of the first movies that we reviewed, but in my memory, it holds up. Maybe I'm looking at it with rose-tinted glasses. I don't know about you guys. It holds up. No, it holds up, man. I, I rewatched it actually after we talked about yeah. it. I still enjoyed it. Awesome. It holds up. It's one like I have the soundtrack on my Spotify list. Comes up yeah. from time to time when I'm on shuffle and instantly like evokes memories we, of that yeah. film. Like the scenes, like the beautiful like landscapes that it shows and like a romanticism about like Italy and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, it holds up. Like if it ends up in 12th, then yeah, that's cool. Like mid table. I think it's. There's things that weren't great about that film, but it's certainly... Yeah, I think people expected a little bit more of it, right? But it was kind of like a hour and a half of the life of these ultras, right? Yeah. Two different generations, like that ultra young kids and then these older generation guys who think they still have something to prove. And I don't know if people expected to see them in the arena more, but for what it was, I thought it was awesome. I'd recommend it. Yeah, 100%. 12th place. Now getting into 11th place. This is a movie that I loved. Um, Diamantino. 2018 movie. Uh, Gabriel Abrantes and Daniel Schmidt directed it and it is a really odd take on a Cristiano Ronaldo character who uh, adopts a kid who he believes to be a refugee and actually ends up being a super spy and then uh, it gets more and more absurd to the point where it becomes like almost like a James Bond plot. There's like uh, an antagonist that has an underground layer and then even when he's trying to clone him right to make the next generation of wonder stars he's too stupid to be cloned like he might actually die during the process just because of how dumb he he is um then the the footy flicks in this scene were amazing where he would be dribbling in like these pink clouds around these giant puppies and all that like just a really surreal movie that i loved uh i think it holds up at number 11 definitely definitely the most absurd film we watched for sure uh, I think you and me, Mark, liked it more than Ragav. Yeah, this is number, number I, I 11. Not as much as Shaolin Soccer, but I kind of feel the same way about Diamantino. Where would you put it then, if it's not in 11th? 
So maybe there's somewhere we can split the difference a little bit on it. So for me, 100% Ultras is better than Diamantino. Okay. Not sure about final score. Diamantino is better than Shaolin Soccer. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's better than final score as well. I could go either. like ultras. I can go. I have like fond memories of ultras and Diamantino. Like if Diamantino's twelfth, like middle, complete bang middle. Then I think that's fair because, yeah. except it's a very weird, bloody film. It's not for everybody for sure. It's it's crazy. I uh, could do that. I feel like that's a, perhaps a compromise. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll I'll agree to it. My number 10 is a movie that won a lot of awards from us. We all enjoyed it a little bit out there, but it was 2014's Goal of the Dead, a French horror zombie soccer comedy. Okay. You guys? Yep. No complaints? No. Uh, I will definitely be putting that one on the, you don't say DVD player anymore, I guess, but whatever I have it, I think, Adam, you got it from somewhere. I'll definitely be watching that one again this, yeah. this October. So you would put Goal of the Dead in 10th? 10th. Too high for you? Ah, that's another one where I think Ultras is better. Mm, I don't know, man. I love Goal of the Dead. Like, it nailed everything. The comedy, the... Yeah, it was so funny. And it was a good horror film. I don't like zombie stuff. Like, I don't get... I can't get into Walking Dead and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. If you guys think it's good, it's good. I I just wouldn't like it because it's zombies. So where would you put this? You'd put it below Diamantino and Ultras? No, I'd just put it below Ultras. I think it's better than Diamantino. Oh, right, because we swapped it. Uh, no, nah, man. I, I gold is dead over Ultras for me. <sighs> That's nothing what against Ultras. What it looks like. Nah, Sorry? Not. That's nothing against it. Ultras. Right. So wait, I, you think Ultras is better or D- uh, Gold of the Dead is... Okay, so you just switched it again. I just saw that. Okay. Gold of the Dead's better than Ultras. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Number nine for me is a movie that everyone likes to rank above their uh, on the top of their list once again, but Bend It Like Beckham 2002. Uh, I don't even know if this movie needs an introduction. Everyone knows what Bend It Like Beckham is, but we uh, I don't think we liked it that much from what I remember. Like it's it was ranked. I liked it. It was fifth in season one. I have the tables here. So fifth in season one. Fifth in season one is kind of that would be where it was above ultras. Yeah, so it kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. in the right ballpark. Yeah, it's in the right ballpark for sure. Let's. Did, uh, like, let's... did it hold up? Would you say, Sorry. Regev? Sorry, what did you, Regev, what did you think of this movie? Like watching it years later, I know you said it was a big like, part of your childhood. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't connect to it as much as an adult as I did when I was I don't know, grade eight. I think it, when it came out. Yeah. Um, still think it's a solid film, though. Uh, shows. A lot of things that may happen in the South Asian community, or at least used to happen in the South Asian community, especially for girls wanting to play sports, um, and that whole academia versus chasing a dream mm. in, in, in something outside of, uh, or something, in, uh, if, whether that's physical or, or the arts, you know, academia versus that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it definitely hit all the right notes, and it was acted very well by everybody involved. Well, uh, that's my one thing about it. I didn't like the coach, Jonathan Riss Myers. Right, except for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the only thing. I, yeah, you know, I, I take it back, kind of saying that we we didn't like it. Uh, we enjoyed it. We just had some reservations about his performance, which was very creepy. Yeah, because uh, oh, I think yeah. the coach was like sixteen or something. 
Yeah, she 17. was. Actually, she was older than him in real life. Or like Parminder Nagra is actually twenty-two. In older, yeah, I mean, in real life. So it's not. I mean, but just in the movie, I think super predatory and like, yeah. yeah I think she's in her last year of uh, secondary school, as they called it in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good movie though. Good movie. All right, next. We'll keep it there for now because I, I do feel like there will be a little bit of movement, but I, I want to see what, what you have on the table first. Yeah, this is where we think starts to get a little bit more interesting. Um, so number eight for me is the 1981 war film Victory, starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Pele, uh, Bobby Moore, and a number of other uh, oh. actual real-life footballers. Okay. So the question okay. is... Adam, I'll put it to you. Would you rank this below Bender Leg Beckham or anything else? Or you think it's in the sweet spot right now? Do you feel it could go higher? Is what I'll ask. No. And what films are coming? Because when you start to no, like we've got United when Saturday comes, the keeper, summer of ninety two, Mike Bassett, damn United all above it. It's not better than any of them. Okay. The only one we have goal in here. Yeah. Still to come. I could maybe think it's better than goal. I'm not sure. It depends where goal lands. Okay. I feel like goals looking higher, like the way we're doing this table, like running and adding and moving them along. Goals in third and seems misplaced, but there's still some big right. hitters to come. So, okay. Yeah. Funny you should say that because in seventh place is 2005 adventure drama romance goal. The dream begins. Adventure drama romance. According wow. to IMDb. So let's categorize that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, we enjoyed this movie. I mean, we we kind of ragged on goal two for a bit, but goal one, I think, held up. Like, awesome soundtrack. Yep. Um, Good story. Really cool training scenes, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I could see victory being better than it. So, I see Bendit like Beckham being better than victory and goal. Personally, would you put bend it like a okay? So you'd put it above victory angle. Yes, I so I put so the way I do it: goal, yeah, yep. victory, bend it like Beckham. Goal, victory, bend it like Beckham. Wait, that's what so we I have right now. Seven, eight, nine. So bend oh, it. Like you're saying you would reverse it? No. So the way Adam, you have it up now is the way I would go. Okay. Bend it, victory, goal, Ninth dream. goal, eighth victory, seventh, bend it like Beckham. That's a big jump from Bandit Light Beckham. But these were all season one movies, right? So yeah. Was season one. We had, okay, so season one, we had uh, Goal in third on the table, yeah. Victory in fourth. Oh, that's funny. So, and then Bandit Light Beckham was in fifth. So we had Goal, Victory, and Bandit, similar to my list. I think the compromise is, so you had it like this, Mark. So seventh goal, eighth victory, ninth Bandit Light Beckham. Yeah. <sighs> I could see goal being ninth and victory and bend it like Beckham coming higher. Yep. I agree with that. The goal would drop to ninth above yes. goal of the dead. Ragav right. gets bended like Beckham a little bit higher. So by attrition, it's slowly going up. Victory <laughs> stays where it is. I can live with that. I don't know. You guys are betraying the season one table. I think you're forgetting how hyped you were after watching uh, goal. We did play a third. It's hard to knock yeah, it down. To I was night. hype. I was hype watching Goal because it's a movie that I had grown up with. But when they like they're pulling up to St James Park and like I think it was Kasabian kicks in. Oh, and... Yeah, you got me thinking, good. 
Glenn, my saw my father saw me play against Fulham. <laughs> right. Yo, honestly, I think victory God. drops to ninth, man. What's I think that? victory drops. I think victory drops to ninth. All right. So goal, bandit, victory. No, no, you... victory goes at the bottom of that list. So goal, bandit, victory. Goal, okay, so bandit, victory. Three movies that are pivoting right now. What are you putting goal, in? Bandit, victory. Goal, bandit, victory. Exactly like that. Okay, I can one hundred percent live with that. All right. All right. Sure. Adam, cement it. Yeah, go for it. Victory feels low, but do you know the other thing as well, though? I will say for Victory, I think when we watched Victory, we watched it on the back of a lot of crap films, and we were so happy to see a film of like good football, pretty good actors, like Michael Caine's a good actor, and I think maybe we got a bit carried away with it. It had Pele in it, and we were all giddy about him being in it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that feels fair to maybe bend it yeah. It's a good movie, though. I mean, like the ending with them uh, beating the the Nazis, and everyone was going nuts, and they escaped while they were going nuts. And then even before that, I think the only like kind of qualms we had about that movie was how chill everyone was. Like the prison guards oh, prison would come. Camp, and yeah. Hey, I was going like, here's a sandwich, right? Or like they had their own bunkers where they were kind of planning how to escape. And, and Stallone broke out, and they just calmly let him back in, like nothing <laughs> happened. Um, yeah. Okay, I can live with that. Victory in ninth. Captain Hatch, the Canadian hero. Yeah. Uh, okay, so victory in ninth. So jumping back to sixth place, I have the 2011 film United. Um, it wasn't what we expected. I think we all kind of expected a, a tale of the Busby Babes in that era. And it ends up really focusing on the uh, Munich air crash. And it did a great job of that. I mean, it wasn't what we expected, but it, it's it's what we okay. didn't know we wanted. Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that for now. For now. All right. So, so what, what I feel is that after goal, which is in seventh, this is now like top tier we're starting on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like the creme de la creme. Top tier. Yeah. Creme de la creme, exactly. Best all time football films. Because even looking down the road, I'm not sure we have any movies left that'll beat these. Well, who knows? Because Summer of 92 was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. thing, right? There's so many films we don't know about. We're just thinking yeah. the ones we know, right? Who knows? Yeah, we're basically looking at playoff promotion, and then there's automatic promotion at the very, very top. So this is where we are now is playoff promotion. Is there like a Lester that'll slip in the top of the table here? I don't think so. Third no. to six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, uh, so United in sixth, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. In the Let's fifth wait. spot, 1996's When Saturday Comes, starring Sean Bean and Pete Postlewaite. Yeah. This is the story of Jimmy Muir. He's a hard-drinking brewery worker, and he... Um, has a chance to try out for Sheffield United. Uh, it's kind of like a very folky movie. Adam's uncle stars in it, and yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. It was like really depressing. There were some weird moments in it where, like, at the 90 or like the 80th minute, suddenly he turns his complete life around and the entire movie changes. Yeah. But, uh, for the most part, we liked it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fifth field fair. That's why it caps out, kind of. Yeah. yeah, there's some cool like FA Cup scenes in it as well. Um, so fourth, this is where things get interesting, I guess. You guys will start to... Uh, yeah, sorry. Can I just say something about when Saturday comes? Um, yep. So if we're talking about when Saturday comes, I actually do think United's better. Mm. What did you like better about United over when Saturday comes, Griff? A lot of the acting, for sure. Uh, okay. Jack O'Connell, for sure. Um, the fact that it's based on a true story, uh, which was really tragic for one of the biggest clubs in England. 
um, and then just how they sort of came out of that and uh, and just basically as a period piece how they showed Manchester um, in that time but then when Saturday comes is also a period piece of 1990 Sheffield <laughs> yeah yeah but we, we just discussed in in the last yeah. ep- in the last episode how we didn't even think the acting was that great uh, yeah his little brother is terrible yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking I, at her table. I think I took some of the the season two table as an influence when I was making my list. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think United's better. Just put Bobby Charlton. Nah. When Saturday, I don't. When Saturday comes, I find it hard. I feel like I have bias just because of my affinity to the area. Yeah, but. I'm unbiased in this, right? It's a because more wholesome film for me. Film. There's more to it. When Saturday comes? Yeah. We really enjoyed this movie, I think, looking back on it. You had those scenes where like um Sean Bean was in the the gentleman's club with like the captain's hat and <laughs> his buddy's telling him, like, you know, you have a trial tomorrow morning. Like, what are you doing? He's like, one more drink. And then it cuts to him like with I think a prostitute, not a prostitute, a stripper dancing on top yeah, of him. Absolutely smash. Yeah. It had a lot of cool stuff. Go either way, man. You guys make the call. Pete Hossaway is the coach that's giving him the chances. Really good in it. Annie, his girlfriend's really good in it. Really authentic to the area as well. They showed like all the factories of Sheffield and everything. Um, This movie's almost like due for a remake. It's just the 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 cinematography of it wasn't as good as like United. United had some great scenes where they go into the. I can't remember what it was, Adam, you mentioned in the last episode, but when they're in the one room with all the coffins lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah, the school gym kind of thing. Yeah, right, yeah, the, the actual plane crash. Um, with There's like a, a spot of blood on the snow and you see the seats have been ejected. And then there's one amazing scene, uh, Old Trafford at night, just lit up and it looks it looks fantastic. Um, saying that, when Saturday comes is, is like just not a pretty movie. Uh, Plotline is really good, though. Okay, yeah. I, I'm willing to go either way on that. Uh, United, I, once that becomes the top okay. four. Okay. Fourth place, Mike Bassett, England manager. Ooh. Way higher. <laughs> Way higher. Way higher. All right. It's a different movie than what's left, right? It's comedy. It's a straight comedy. Yeah, okay. Just keep going. Let, let's put it in fourth. Yeah, I'll probably we, let's hear you out, and then we'll argue yeah. them out. Because this is obviously the business end of it, where we've yeah. got to the best of the best this is okay. uh these three movies for me are clear cut but in third place for me was the keeper okay the uh, story of bert troutman the manchester city uh keeper sure. uh world war ii veteran mm-hmm. uh, we really enjoyed that 2018 film mm-hmm. third place second place was you guys ready for it damn united over Ooh. summer of 92 in first place for me, I enjoyed Summer of 92 so much. I mean, Damn United is not a... a it's an amazing movie. Um, Michael Sheen's performance in it as... He's kind of the bad guy of the movie, right? He's the protagonist of the movie, but at the same yeah. time, he's his own worst enemy. Um, that whole story of like Brian Clough's rivalry with Don Revy and um, Peter Taylor... Was, was it Peter Taylor? Peter yeah, Taylor's the assistant, yeah. yeah. Um, their kind of bromance and everything that they've gone through and going down to like Brenton Hove and he brings them with them and Awesome, awesome movie. Uh, I recommend everyone watch it. At the same time, Summer of 92 for me, the story of Denmark and the 1992 Euros was amazing. It had comedy. 
it wasn't slapstick comedy. It was just enough to keep you um, interested in these characters as more than like, um, what's the term? Like not parodies of themselves, but uh, characters, character mm. of themselves. Um, so for me, I'm putting Summer 92 first spot, oh, yeah. 2015, and uh, Damn United in the second spot. All right. So do you guys have any reservations about putting Keeper in third? Yes. yes. Mike Bassett is better. Oh, yes. right. Mike Bassett in fourth. Okay. Have at it, gentlemen. Adam, go for it first. Argue your, your position. Of what yeah, give, us your top four, Adam. give us your top, top four in order. So Keeper fourth, Mike Bassett, Damned United, Summer of 92. I, I, Damned United's a really well-made film, but there's something about it. It's so dense. It's like... It's a history lesson. Yeah, it's almost inaccessible if you don't care about that era. Yeah. Summer of 92 is a funny film. It's just because it's only one tournament, super helps it. It's only cover like the Euros were way smaller back then. So it's only covering uh what is it? It was group stage, semi-final, final. So it's super dense, which gives them the time to tell like the story of uh Vilfort's daughter and thing, gives them the time to breathe and show Nielsen as this hapless father and all this and um, it just has more breathing room, and yeah, Damien Knight's really funny. Has some funny lines, um, like the performance, like his performances are really good. Um, but yeah, and then I can't get behind the keeper being above Mike Bassett. <laughs> but again, <laughs> Mike Bassett's just one. Like I watch it before every major tournament. I like it's the funniest film ever. It doesn't deserve to be above either the other two for me. And it raises, it, it's just like, so I must have watched it like 20 times. It's my most watched film out of all of these. It always will be, no matter, unless we find some absolute belter of a film. Yeah, it's just, it has to, it's just one of the funniest films ever made. So we're pretty close. So it sounds like you have uh, Keeper in fourth, yeah. Mike Bassett in third, Damn United second, and Summer of 92 in first. Is that yeah. right? Okay. So we're giving, I'm going to throw it to you. Give me your top four. Yeah, so I am different than you guys uh, in a big way, I think. So I'm going to go fourth, the keeper. Okay. Which I think we're all so aligned. Lock that in, Adam. Yeah. Number all three, right. get ready for it. Summer of 92. Boo. Number two, Mike Bassett. And number one, Damned United. Wow. <laughs> I think for me personally, Damned United is the best football film ever made. Is it more accessible because it's not, um, it, because it's in English? As well. No, does, um, I don't care about English. I just. But does that affect your view of the performances at all? No, because uh, what's that? City of God is one of my favorite films ever, and that's in Portuguese. Okay. okay. It's a tough one. We're, we have to be able to say this is the greatest football movie of all time. It's the entire purpose of our show. So we have to be sure we get this number one right. It's damn United, man. Argue Damn United over Summer of 92. Let's debate this. Yeah, I think so. Tell us why. Why? I'll tell you why? Yeah. Summer of 92 was good. Um, you know, I had some great performances. It was about the it was based on a true story, of course, with Denmark in 1982. It did. What was it? Uh, 92. 92. 92, sorry. Um, but man, just the way the damned United was acted, Martin Sheen, the one-liners, the like you were saying, the 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 
the rivalry with Don Revy and then Wormtail being uh, Peter Taylor. Um, <laughs> just, dude, that, that movie has acted brilliantly. It was so amazingly portrayed on screen just with the the way it was shot the coloring the uh, i mean the locations everything was great about that movie i thought and actually one of the things that that movie does is really show how players used to behave at that time so in the first scene when he's pulling up to ellen road you see the players like smoking cigarettes while training and you know wearing their little short shorts and it just did a really good job of bringing that all together and i thought the storyline was was amazing the way they did it capturing that error i love the tea in the um, in the locker pre match that's it exactly mm. all right so it comes down to the top two movies summer of 92 over the damn united or vice versa. I still, I still think it's Summer Night too for me. I just it's such a like fairy tale story that's a true story, so tightly packed. Like as much as you're talking about how well like Damned United film is filmed, like Summer of Night too, like is really good at like pivoting between like comedy and like drama and like jet like to have a film that's still that funny, but then to have a child with like leukemia dying and you actually feel sympathy for Villefort, even though you've seen him in stupid scenes earlier, like there's a lot to be said for the structure of that film and the performances that you actually do feel that. And you don't just fob it off as he's a goofy character who cares or that he can sell it. I just, and like, it's, it's equally well filmed. Like think of the attention to detail, like the training kits, they got all the, the Hummel, like, iconic peter schmeichel goalkeeper kit that's been replicated hummel have like brought it back for some of their lower league uh kits this season it's just like they absolutely nailed everything about then the old the mcdonald's they go to is like a mcdonald's of that era like just because it's not so slavish to a long sustained period of history and maybe like a period of like a nation that none of us have a particular affiliation to it's still damn cool and like nails it. Yeah. I honestly didn't think I, even after I watched Summer of Ninety Two, I still thought that Damn United's better. But when I've like sat and thought about it, I've come around to Summer of Ninety Two being better. And I don't want to put Mike Bassett in third. Man, it should be higher. Mike Bassett's the greatest film for me. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> film. The problem is you have to accept it for what it is. Like it's like it's like the American Pie of football movies or something. It's like. Dumb humor. It's hilarious. You know, I know it's a mockumentary, but it's also a documentary in a lot of cases when you look at the England team. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's adapted from, um, what was the name of that documentary? It's the one about Graham Taylor, wasn't yeah. it? I forget what it's called. I forget the actual title of it. Very it's closer to that than you think it is. It's so funny, man. I've been like, I've looked look up, uh, I've been looking up quotes for our Twitter, like to make graphics and the halftime locker room scene. <laughs> you know what they're saying about me alright you know what we'll go about it this way we'll put Summer of 92 in first we'll go Damned United then we'll go Mike Bassett then we'll go the Keeper uh, you've come around I, th- I, th- I think that's okay if you guys think Summer of 92 is that good I think it is I, you know what Damned United is so good as a history lesson it's kind of something that you'd want to recommend to people that want to learn more about the Premier League in the would have been what sixties or seventies? 
Yeah, 60s and 70s, yeah. But yeah. if you want to recommend a movie to somebody to just enjoy and have a good movie night, Summer of 92. But the summer is the summer of 92. And I guess this is the point of this podcast is like all based in football, whereas the Damned United is still a drama, I find. But they're both football films, right? Like they both have amazing yeah. football teams. Yeah. They both use um, archive footage to, to uh, move matches forward. And then they mix in, they do that awesome kind of... Uh, mix of the two where they blend the actual footage with new stuff that they've shot. Um, I mean, it's, you could honestly, you could flip a coin and and pick either one. What's that? Damned United did that as well. Not as well, though. Like, Damned United only really did it for when the players were fighting and stuff. I can see Damned United being in in, in second. That's fine. Yeah. Well, Summer of 92 didn't try to emulate what the footage looked like. They just did that um, really unique kind of shot where it was isolated to those two players. Right. I think we've pretty much got ourselves to table then. All right. I'm so I'm shocked that Keeper went below Mike Bassett, but I mean, you guys I love that movie. And... Most amazing movie. <laughs> Mike Bassett will drop further, but not from it doesn't drop below the Keeper for me. Like ultimately, when we do the season three version of this, yeah, it, it caps out at some point, but it's just so good. <laughs> like it yeah. really is. I think Mike Bassett could always be fighting for a Champions League spot. To be honest, for me, anyways, top four. Okay. Comedy still works and it's surprising it's about 20 years old and yeah. the jokes still hold up. And I don't think there's anything too offensive. I mean, there was stuff that had aged worse in kicking and screaming than Mike Bassett, from what I remember. Yeah. Mike Bassett um, hasn't aged that badly. I mean, no, it's just yeah, the it's one scene where Tonka has that prostitute in his room. Oh, right. Yeah. There's some yeah. refers to her gender. Yeah. 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 And uh, like, but I mean, kicking and screaming had worse stuff. Where like yeah. he, was, he was confused by two lesbian moms, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like All right. <laughs> so we finalize our list. The first ever match day matinee rankings of all time patent pending or name pending on that one. We'll probably come up with something better by the time we have the graphics for this. So in first place, or should I go backwards? Do you guys think I should start with twenty fourth and work go back. It's a little bit more of a, a drum roll. 24th is United Passions, no surprise there. 23rd, My English Soccer Adventure. 22, Penalty. 21, Kicking and Screaming. 20th, The Cup. 19th, Captain Subasa, European Dykeson. 18th, Goal 2, Living the Dream. 17th, All the Freckles in the World. 16th, Pele, Birth of a Legend. 15th, One Night in Istanbul. 14th, Shaolin Soccer. 13th, Final Score. 12th, Diamantino. 11th, Ultras. 10th, Goal of the Dead. Ninth, Victory, a.k.a. Escape to Victory. Eighth, Bend It Like Beckham. Number seven, the original, Goal, The Dream Begins. Sixth, United. Fifth, When Saturday Comes. Fourth, The Keeper. Third, Mike Bassett, England Manager. And after much deliberation, second place goes to Damn United. And the best soccer movie of all time so far that we've seen is Summer of 92. And that's it. That's our first two seasons wrapped up. Our table rankings. Um, what good, you list. good list I agree uh, only a couple stinkers on there <laughs> only a few that I would sure. not recommend people watch uh, but it's been great a lot of good movies and I look forward to season 3 when we'll add 12 more to this list and hopefully that's in the top half uh, not <laughs> in the bottom half actually I think we are going to watch some crappy movies on purpose um, just to have a real decisive win- wooden spoon winner um, yeah. So season three is in the works. Uh, we put it out there on Twitter. If you have any recommendations for us, we're not going to try and do a schedule beforehand. It got a little bit too hard to manage with movies leaving services and uh, trying to manage 
watching films uh, around certain dates and stuff like that. So we're going to wing it in season two. We'll let you know beforehand on the Friday of which movie we're going to do on the coming Monday. We'll have that on our Twitter. So if you're not already following us, make sure you follow us on Match Day Matinee uh, to know what's coming up in the upcoming episodes. Uh, give us feedback. Let us know what you want to watch. And on top of that, uh, we have really cool stuff on there. We're putting a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, some fun quotes from movies. Uh, we're even getting into news of TV shows and movies that are coming out. Um, so be sure to follow us. Make sure you don't miss anything. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. Regev, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me at Raghav Sandu on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you engage with me, talk about football, and um, also follow the Match Day Matinee uh, Twitter account as well for all the great content that Mark just said. Yep. Adam Ducker, where can people find you? Joypad Goalpost on Twitter and Instagram, and also live streaming on uh, twitch.tv slash aducky84. And you are now an official Twitch partner, I believe? Partner, yeah. Affiliate. Affiliate, that's what it's called. Oh, I'm still making bank. I made $25 last year. Wow. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so we've only got you for a couple more seasons before you leave us and go full time. Yeah. Awesome. And I believe you have a few more episodes of your season two of Joypads coming out soon. So keep an eye out uh, for that. Yeah. I live stream some on my Twitch channel. You can watch on there. But yeah, I'm splitting those all up and putting them up on my YouTube over time. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our debate of what is the greatest footy movie of all time. The next time you see us, we'll be starting season three. Uh, we haven't decided what the first movie will be yet, but follow us on Twitter and you will know before everyone else. Thank you for joining us from the Terrace to the Theater of Dreams. My name is Mark Delarum and this has been Matchday Matinee.